welcome, 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 welcome. You are most welcome to the Dreamer Girl Podcast. My name is Bemisola. I am your host and I am so grateful that you tuned in. This is going to be lit. Hi guys, welcome to the Dreamer Girl Podcast. As always, I'm so thankful that you tuned in. So this is episode 71. First of all, I hope you've been doing well. I hope you're well. I hope you're taking care of yourself. Um, how are you holding up? How have you been? Uh, the news about Nigeria is hardly ever nice, sadly. And these past couple of days haven't been different. And so I hope that you know, you're really taking care of yourself and you're taking the minutes if you have to. You're stepping back if you have to. Because if you carry this thing on your head, hey, it can really be overwhelming. It can really just like stop in your tracks and make you start rethinking everything. Rethinking all your dreams, all your aspirations, all your your hopes. Just It can just leave you frustrated and confused. And, you know, before it drops that, actually, or before I continue to, you know, some things I've been thinking about following everything that's happening... Um, just ensure that you're taking care of yourself. You know, um, I was on Twitter and you know how Nigerians can be now. We like to laugh. <laughs> and I keep telling my sister that I can't perform. They are legends. Like we need to give them their dues. They are legends. Like all those memes, amazing. So like there were like all those funny um, tweets about uh, UAR, um, Nigeria, like things, just those funny tweets that Nigerians are so brilliant and come up with. And you know, some people write under those funny comments, like, it's not, this thing is not funny, you know. And yes, you are right, you know, it's not funny. But I think that laughter, comedy, at, it, at some level, it's a defense. Like I was saying, if you carry it on your head, it will weigh you down because nobody's head is large enough to handle Nigeria's problems. And, and so laugh, you know, take a minute and laugh if you, if you need that that release if you need to be relieved like that love um taking it one day at a time that has been so heavy for me like i know that all these things have implications for the next years for the next decades like these these are destinies that are being played with right this is important stuff um but taking it one day at a time you know what can you do today you know even no matter how interested and passionate you are about the country you're likely not going to be president tomorrow so Take a moment, like read a book, you know, read, read one book to help you become a better leader. Take a nap, pray, talk to your family, take it one day at a time. Do the tasks that you have to do today. Be grateful for the fact that, you know, you still have breath. You're still maybe in a small cocoon. You're still covered and protected. It's a privilege. It's a luxury to be able to take a mini bag and to have maybe thanks to your parents, thanks to your guardians, to be able to have like that shelter, that shield. Maybe you're even, you know, in the abroad doing your academics. So maybe you're, you have that covering and accept it, like own it and thank God for it. Thank the people that have made that possible for you and take it one day at a time. You know, just take it one day at a time. The Bible says it. I don't know why that's one of the hardest things for me to do personally, but taking it one day at a time. Be grateful for those around you. Be grateful for what you have. Finding gratitude, finding the things that you love about Nigeria, finding the things you love about people from other tribes, and just taking it one day at a time, being grateful, laughing if you have to, taking a minute if you have to, praying if you have to. Ensure that you prioritize feeling okay in these moments. Like I know it's bad. I know that everything is like not hitting the fan in jesus name but like just get <laughs> that's what like i just said something that my mother would say because she never says negative things she's always praying the positive anyway uh, i know things are going well in jesus name again i've said it um but really not not getting to a place where you you feel like you know your entire life has to be on hold now because i've been i don't know if it's if it's just me but you know i remember feeling that way like 
how can I smile? How can I laugh? Laugh? How can I laugh? How can I laugh? Like how everything is doing that anyhow, you know. And it's like sometimes you just have to decide that I'm not going to wear the frustration on my face. I'm not going to wear the trauma. I'm not going to wear the pain. I'm not going to wear the burden. I'm just going to. I'm going to acknowledge it and keep working to do what I can to contribute what I can to keep praying. But I'm going to keep moving because at the end of the day, your destiny. You still have a purpose on earth, and yes, your purpose has. There's a reason why you were born in Nigeria, or you are tied to Nigeria for some reason. There's a part that you need to play as a Nigerian, but you have to understand that you have your purpose. You are maybe a singer, you may be a writer, you may be a doctor, and that is still in progress. Your life is still in progress, and so refusing to let these things just make you stop and just freeze. And maybe nobody else felt this way, but honestly, I just remember like being frustrated. Like I just want to cover my head and not do anything because like, what's the point? There is a point. And so I remember just like feeling frustrated. And those are a few things I've been doing just to still find joy and just to still understand that these things are serious. We need to address them, but my mental health is important. I'm going to protect it. And so saying that, honestly, this episode was one that I wasn't really sure if I was going to record because I was like, I'm, let me just take a couple of minutes and just like step back. But hey, consistency. Uh, and so I remember just like feeling frustrated. And as that frustration was rising, you know, it's sort of um, the hopelessness. I felt, kind of felt like trying to turn into apathy. And I remember thinking, I've said I remember so many times. <laughs> I feel like I started thinking, um, maybe this is what happened to the brilliant people before us. Maybe this is what happened to the people that cared before us. They were confronted with this hopelessness. They were confronted with this with this struggle. And they were like, this is too much. I, I can't do this. Like This roller coaster is too much for my mental health. It's too much for me. I'm just going to go to another industry. I'm going to build another career path i'm going to go to another country and i'm just going to be successful there because i can't do this you know they wanted to be in the arena they wanted to fight but they were like no you know what my life is too precious for this or my my gifts i have gifts they're too precious for this like i can't i can't do this i don't want to do this anymore and they turn and i think it's this hopelessness that i i don't know for everybody but for me i personally felt like this thing's trying to create just feeling like this is so big this is so overwhelming this is so painful this is so confusing like why you know, why are these decisions being made? Like, what's going on? And in that place of feeling like, or starting to feel that way, because in the past, I used to talk a lot. Oh, I used to talk a lot to like family, to friends. Like, we cannot all jackpot and stay jackpot. Like, you cannot just you just ignore Nigeria and just go and do whatever you want to do and maybe, you know, open a foundation at some point. Like, I remember telling my family, like, philanthropy won't solve everything. We can't all just keep opening our own NGOs. At some point, we need to enter the arena. At some point, you have to be in the system. Like, you have to understand that a lot of these things are institutionalized. Like, you have to go there and deal with that. Like, these things are in the system. These things you know, we're thinking bills, we're thinking regulations, we're thinking policies, like these, this is our money, this is our budget, this is, this is, that's where stuff is happening, you know, like we can't all just be private, 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 doing everything private, somebody has to be in the public arena, and honestly, I just felt my mouth changing <laughs> recently, just felt my mouth changing, to be honest, and just thinking like, let's just make the money, we'll open the foundation at some point, we'll do something like that, and it was this quote by Nelson Mandela, one of my favorite quotes ever, that really started to pull me back, I'm like, I can't afford to think like that. It's this quote, um, sometimes it falls upon a generation to be great. Um, you be that great. Let your greatness blossom. You be that great generation. Let your greatness blossom. Of course, the task will not be easy, but not to do so will be a crime against humanity, against which I now ask all humanity to rise, to rise up. And it's like, you be that great generation. I remember thinking to myself, the great generation cannot afford to back down. Like, we can't afford to to let this break us. We can't afford to be silent now. We can't afford to say, you know what? It is what it is. 
I'll do better for my children. Let me go and get them other citizenships in other countries. We need to be present. And and this entire season, honestly, as I was thinking about that, really brought to mind some gaps in my own thinking. And it's been so great to see people talk about, like, let's pray, let's pray, let's, let's attack this thing spiritually. Because at some point, you have to acknowledge that this thing is not looking normal. This thing is not looking, it's not feeling normal. And I think for me, my approach to this has always been like get skilled, be versed in whatever sector that you think you want to like bring about change, like go to school and stay there for a while till you understand what you're doing, till you understand what you're up against, you know, learn leadership skills, learn how to communicate. Honestly, that's something I was even thinking about that. Is it possible that this is how they're actually thinking or are they intentionally not communicating properly or don't they know how to communicate? Like, is there something deeper that we're missing? Is it that they have good intentions, but these intentions are not translating or are they just crawl? You know, just... Honestly, I've been thinking thoughts, just being confused. And so, yes, learn how to communicate, learn learn these things, be verse. But at some point, I started realizing, you know what, let's really pray. Because, so I've been reading, the portion of the Old Testament I've been reading is um is about, I was reading Judges and then I just moved to First Samuel. So you're thinking Gideon, Barak, Deborah, you're thinking Samson and then David and Saul, even Saul. And you're coming up against like different um, enemies, the Philistines, the... Um, Goliath, in the case of David, coming up against these people that were attacking the Israelites, and really seeing that practically none of those battles were won in a way that made natural sense. None of those battles were won in a way that you know they were skilled enough to bring about the victory. And personally, as I was saying, I was in that place where I was like, let's just get skilled, like let's just be brilliant, let's just be great. And it just started dawning on me recently that, but we're not the like the first brilliant generation that Nigeria has had. It's not us, like. Nigerians have always been brilliant. They've always been resourceful. They've always been outspoken. They've always been deep. Like, look at the Proverbs. Like, listen to the Proverbs. Like, we've always been deep. Um, we've always been aware. And yes, maybe you can say now, now that we're, you know, we're a critical mass of people that really want to care and want to show that we care and be involved. Or you can say that now we have tools like social media, which is under attack in Nigeria, um, social media that, that help us to rally around and overcome the obstacles and the, the weapons of division that have weakened generations before us. Or, you know, you can see all of those things, but the truth is we're not the first intelligent generation. Like, I've been in classes and we've been talking about you new know, solutions to certain problems. So, for example, electricity, power supply. And these things are not new things. Like, these things are systems that have been technologies that have been around since Einstein, right? These are things that, yes, since Edison, since Edison, and you know, you know, Westinghouse and all these things and all of these turbines, like these are systems that have ex existed. So maybe things are getting cheaper. Maybe we're seeing revolutions in certain industries, but it's nothing, it's not rocket science. I think that's my point. Like a lot of these things is not rocket science. These are things that people know, people have known. And when I think about the brilliant people that have come to be ministers at some point and then let Nigeria to go and continue other things, um, I just, I just, it just, I just felt it dawned on me that, you know what, this trying to be really intelligent and learn all these skills is important, but we can't stop there. Like there, there, there are deeper things. And as a Christian, this is where I just had to like go back to God and say, you know what, Lord, I'm sorry for like not really tying my faith to the issue of Nigeria. You know, I believe God for impossible things in my personal life. I have believed God for 
you know, breakthroughs. I'm always praying about different things. And God has shown up for me. But for some reason, in the context of, like, leadership in Nigeria, I wanted to be part of the future of, like, Nigerian development. Somehow, I just was being very logical about it. I was being very, let's get educated. But there's these things are deep. And I felt like when I started feeling frustrated, the story of, like, David and Goliath was just, like, banging in my head. I think it was just the Holy Spirit that brought it to my remembrance. The fact that this is not the time to back down. Like, you know, this, this proverb, this um, verse in Proverbs that if you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is small. And I, I was confronted with that because I felt myself fainting. Like I re I literally felt myself feeling like it is what it is. Like, how, how, what will you go and do? Like, how would you even make a dent in the issues that are confronting this nation? And I just felt like the Holy Spirit was saying to me, is this, this is your David moment. Like, this is our David moment as a generation. This is our David moment. Are we going to back down? Are we just going to, like, retreat? Like, Goliath is shouting. He's making noise. They're trying to sell us this frustration, trying to, like, weaken our resolve, trying to break us, literally trying to break us, like, just put us in this place of despair and hopelessness. Are you just going to take it? Is that, is that who you're going to be? Are you just going to fall back and say, you know what, it's too much work. Let's find other things to do. And that has just been like my message and just what has been on my mind in this week that, you know what, this is not going to be what's going to break me. I refuse to be broken. I refuse to back down. I refuse to, to, to accept this, like this is how it's going to be and how it has always been and how it will forever be. And just really connecting to the supernatural and saying, I'm going to be skilled, I'm going to learn, but I have strength from God. I refuse to let my strength be small in this day of adversity. I refuse to weak to be weak and crumble. I refuse to crumble in this moment. Like this won't break me. You know, there's, oh, what can I really do? What do I really want to do? And I, this is also important to say. Um, like I said earlier, if you carry all the troubles on your head, it will break you. It will overwhelm you. Um, thinking through all the issues, like what do I want to solve? Like what things do I think I'm naturally gifted um, for? What are the things that I'm interested in solving? Because there's so many, every sector needs help, right? And that even goes beyond Nigeria. If you look at the things that will be confronting in generations to come. So people are saying, oh, COVID-19 will not be the last of the pandemics that we're going to face. You add to that the fact that, you know, poverty all over the world, violence that I feel stems a lot. Yes, there are people that manipulate people and their goons and cabals and whatever. But I think a lot of that is just frustration that led to violence you know i said earlier about like luxuries the privilege of being able to step back there are a lot of i look at my friend group um my friend even acquaintances like people i follow on instagram people that follow me people that went to school together and if i'm being honest there there's privilege at different levels like you know our parents are in dangote or tedola for example so there's that difference but to be honest there's a lot of privilege that we have to be able to step back and say i'm just gonna go and do me you know I know that people can really struggle and work hard and break out so you can come from the bottom and end up at the top. But it's 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 a lot of work to do that. And it's not that easy, to be honest. There's a lot of your uncle works here, your auntie does this. There's that privilege that a lot of us have that we don't acknowledge that the ability to be able to rant on social media is a privilege. The ability to be able to put on the generator is a privilege. The ability to be able to school less, yes, even if you're on a scholarship like me, but like it's still a privilege that you had the education that made it possible for you to write an essay and the God, you know, God that helped you definitely to even be considered. Like all these things are privileges that we have and we can't take for granted that we have. But I'm not just thinking about that and just saying, okay, going back to the issues, thinking that what can I solve? What do I want to solve? What do I have the ability to solve? Um, and how can I solve it? So going back to the problems in the world, the, the, just the, 
vastness of problems. Like the opportunities are not equal. The children that are still being sold out in marriage to older men, the f female genital mutilation. You think, again, I said poverty. You think about just different issues, gender confusion, just a loss, just the toxicity that we just are in with social media culture, all of that that's happening. And you think about those that are going to parent the next generation. Those that are going to lead in the next generation. There's so much that if you decide that I just want to be in charge of everything, you're going to break yourself. And so thinking, what am I naturally gifted for? What am I interested in solving? And then, you know, starting to work towards that. But again, to the biggest thing that I think has come to me in this, um, season is just that resilience the resiliency just feeling like i will not be broken by this i refuse to lay down my weapons of reading of growing of being a good thinker of integrity of being passionate about these things i refuse to lay down my strength and do something else i refuse to be broken by this and if there's anything that i want you to leave this episode with is that hope like realizing that but if you're a christian that you have strength from beyond that god has done marvelous things in the past that he has used the little things of the world to confound the big things he has used the foolish things to confound the wise things and it's time to really go back to that place of prayer if you intend to lead i think we're all leaders at this point for nigeria whether you're in the private sector or in the public sector but if you particularly particularly decide that you want helping Nigeria or development in Africa and Nigeria to be a huge part of your work on the earth, then starting to gather strength spiritually or supernaturally or mentally to be able to confront these things without backing down is important. So I hope that this gives you, this episode gives you some hope that don't give up, don't quit. We can't quit. We're not that generation. We're not going to quit. We can't say it is what it is and walk away and back down. No, there's hope. Things can change. Things have changed in the past. They will change and we can keep moving forward. Like our ancestors, they went, they overcame deep things, right? They overcame slave trade. Yes, we still have the effects on blast. We can still see those things. But we actually can acknowledge what those people went through, the battles that they fought for us, even to independence, like the battles that they fought. And we have to be we have to continue this work. We cannot back down because certain people have decided to trouble us as a nation. We are going to keep moving. We're going to keep working. This has been Laura Gomisola. Oh, I said my full name. <laughs> this has been Gomisola on the Dreamer Girl podcast. As always, I'm so thankful that you tuned in. Till next week, keep going after your dreams, even if they involve Nigeria and Africa. Um, love the life you have. Build the life you want. Bye, guys.